G'day and welcome to the Fly Fisher Podcast. Since 1967, we've been spreading the bug of fly fishing. Join us as we celebrate the fun of fly fishing and chat with characters that enjoy it as much as we do. Whether you're just starting out or have some experience, we hope our ego-free commentary helps demystify fly fishing and inspires you to visit new places and try new techniques. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. It's been a while, but I've got Ross and Andrew here at the table. We're cracking some beers open. And, that's, uh, that's a beautiful sound. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day outside. Um, it's been a busy week in the shop. Everyone's been fishing lately. Good start to the new year. And we've managed to sneak in for a podcast. I know. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers, cheers. everyone. I, uh, can't, I yeah. can't hear myself. You can't hear yourself? No. <laughs> There we go. That's it. You fixed yeah. it. Yeah, done. Yeah, Do you want go. to start again? No. no. This is no, like take six. <laughs> uh, but thanks for calling. And um, <laughs> and coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Happy New Year to all the listeners. Um, really have appreciated your support throughout 2022 and looking forward to a great 23. Um, lots happening in store. A lot of exciting things planned and it's going to be a bloody good year. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what happened last year. You went off to New Zealand to finish yeah, the year off. Yeah, I guess that was, yeah, that was a nice way to end the year. Yeah. If you're going to end the year, you want to end it with a Go good with fishing bang. trip. Absolutely, I agree. You know what I'm talking about, oh, Roscoe. I do, mate. <laughs> I had a wicked time. <laughs> uh, if you haven't already listened to the last episode on Cocos Killing Islands with Roscoe, then do uh, give that one a listen. Um, uh, a dream trip for him. And, uh, yeah, no, New Zealand was good too. I think Cocos would be a dream trip for anyone. Yeah. Like yeah. it looks pretty. It, it really, it looks like it's as good a saltwater fly fishing as you're going to experience anywhere else in the world. And it's Australia. It's priced well. Um, and if you want to be my victim on a boat at the end of the month, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there is a bit of a, an opening there uh, at the end of the month. I'll be going to Cocos Killing Island for a, a bit over a week. Um, so there is availability at very short notice, obviously. You'd want to jump on it straight away. Um, but, yeah, if you want to share a boat with the one, the only, Andrew Fuller. Our fearless leader. <laughs> fearless leader. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are like, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't put yourselves through it. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a trip you don't want to do. But uh, can, yeah. can we go back and talk about New Zealand though? Oh yeah, New Zealand. Um, so you can't say too much about New Zealand. Uh, it's very hush hush. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky lucky enough to be invited to a um, a trip with Nick Raygart. Everyone will know Nick, the the filmmaker from Gin Clear Media. Uh, used to run the Fly Fishing Film Festival through throughout the country and we actually had the pleasure of screening the film festival in store uh, during 22. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's a mate of mine and, and has been for a long time. He's sort of been in my ear about, you know, maybe doing a, a heli trip into a, a remote part of your land that, you know, arguably no one's ever really helied into and he, he wasn't sure whether it was going to be any good or or what. So we um, we rolled the dice, we went in there and fortunately for me, having taken a bit of time off and at the astronomical expense of 
chartering a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was worth a roll of the dice, and we had some bloody good fishing. You thought you might have been washed away one night too, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a bit pre- precarious where we were camped um, with rain and tidal influence and. Uh, yeah, anyway, so we can't go into too much detail though, it's very hush-hush, Yep. Um, but if you want to know anything about New Zealand, Nick Raygart is the man, uh, he and his brother Chris, both guide out of Tianau, um, they do a great job, they know the area better than anyone, and they just the kind of guys that work at their fishing, they're not just going back to the same spots where they know they can get good fishing, they're doing stuff like this. Exploring. They're finding idiots like me that are willing to go <laughs> along and roll the dice and maybe, or Catch maybe not, you know, find a great spot that they can go back to. Excuse so, my ignorance. Is that North or South Island? The bottom of the South Island. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful part of the world. And when you see those picture postcard images of New Zealand fly fishing, That's chances it. are it's from down there. Um, arguably not the best big fish spot in New Zealand. I think, you know, probably the the north of the South Island, you know, might be the pinnacle of that um, if you're really after those big browns. But for where you are, the isolation, uh, the scenery and the quality and numbers of fish, it's uh, yeah, pretty bloody hard to beat. It was an adventure, a, a real adventure and a Bloody physical one. I almost said the F word there. <laughs> we, we don't want an R rating on this no. one. <laughs> Keeping it clean for the kids. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was a good trip. What about you, Peter? You been fishing? Uh, I went spin fishing, so I can't talk about that on the air, unfortunately. <coughs> spin fishing? Yeah, I know. Nice. I succumbed to the spin fishing on the Murray Cod. Still couldn't catch one. Um, we were penciled in to go for a float on the Goulburn though, weren't we? I'm a bit dirty about that. Yeah, we we absolutely stuffed it up. Th- thunderstorms, apparently. I went cod fishing and got burnt to an absolute grits. <laughs> Did you not want to go carp fishing? Well, it was a two-hour drive as opposed to a bloody 40-minute drive to the Goulburn from <laughs> the Gamby. So, you know. You took the easy option. I took the easy option. You know what's not an easy option is hiring a helicopter and going yeah. to a river you've never heard anything about. <laughs> But this is what real fishermen do, mate. When you get to that point where you're a real fisherman, you'll start to understand that sometimes you just got to work for it. You get out where you put in, buddy. No, that's right. But I am off to Tassie at the end of the month, so I'm very excited about that. That was a sick burn, wasn't it? That was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. To return the race. At least I actually fish. That was like your only trip last year. Anyway. How was trawling? Trawling or trolling? No. What do they call it? <laughs> trawling? We were casting, drifting. Oh. With, with Spinner baits. Is that like didn't catch anything? So you're trying to be a pure spin fisherman? Yes, we fished above and below the weir, and people were absolutely braining them on bait as usual, but they just weren't interested in lures. The river moving levels up, going up and down a little bit. I think might have might have played with it. Yeah, it's played something into it. But I'm just not one of those guys that can work cod out yet. Not a real fisherman. Well, they're a mystery, and I think even to those that really know them, they're still a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, we we really did stuff that up. Um, thunderstorms predicted at uh, Thornton, and keeping an eye on the forecast, and made the call the day before. Still, yeah. the forecast was for thunderstorms, so we canned it. 
and the next day there was not a cloud in the sky up there. And sure enough, you know, the reports flowing. Guys, thanks for your reports. Really appreciate you rubbing salt in the wound and letting us know that we missed out on a great fishing day up there I had on someone the Goulburn. I they caught 50 fish the other day <laughs> in the Goulburn. 50 fish in the Goulburn. Uh, no, we appreciate your reports sometimes, most of the time. Most of the time we appreciate your reports, so keep them flowing in. Um, but, yeah, the Goulburn has been one of the standouts of the firing. fishing. It's crazy. It? Yeah, I'm tempted to go up there. Yeah, and I think Check in general, northeast Victoria, because the Rubicon a bit the same too, right? Like it's it's fished well, Stevo still they all fishing fish well. well. They all fish well. Like all those rivers, they all fish well, and people think rivers quieten down throughout summer when the levels drop, but oh, the fishing just gets better and better and better, yeah, and then gets even better towards the end of the season. Yeah, no, I think you're right, mate. And with all the you know the fresh pick around, you'd expect that the hopper season is just going to be. Unreal. Oh, I'm I'm glad the drift's been postponed. Yeah, we'll get the hoppers. Yeah, so that's the plan now. We've rescheduled uh, to you know what will probably be I don't, know, I don't know mid to late Feb. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, which should be good. Hopefully, a few hoppers around, and we'll uh, we'll bloody brain them, mate. Be a good trip. Yeah, we'll be, there'll be thunderstorms forecast, and, <laughs> and I'll be fishing for spin fishing for cod again. Um, but yeah, lots of fishing happening locally. Uh, I do get some good reports from West Gippsland as well. The yeah. Torongo, the Loch, La Trobe. Around the, that Nuji area. Yeah. Such a good underrated area. Like isn't there's it? so, so much water there that isn't written about. Yeah. Like you can get up, like go up Loch Valley Road and you will find a thousand streams that aren't mentioned in a book, even on the map. There'll be a little thin blue line on the map. But you'll have one of the most fun fishing days you can ever have yeah. fishing up that way because the scenery is unrivaled compared to that Marysville region or even the Otway's. It just kills it. It does, doesn't it? Oh, it's something different. It's so underrated. Yeah. Now everyone's going to be there next week. And it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> no, nah, let them go there because there's a no, lot of rivers. That's and it. There's a lot of water to take the pressure. There is. It really does disperse the anglers. Now, it's a, yeah. We're talking about, but the Tarongo, of all of them, it's the easiest to, to access. Oh, the yeah. access on it's fantastic. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what – it's a bit of a victim to pressure. Um, in you the still sense catch lots of fish. You'll you catch do. fish in the middle of the yeah. town. Yeah. yeah, almost like the Stevenson. It's kind of one of those rivers that just holds a good number of fish and it can handle a lot of – a lot more pressure than you'd expect a small stream could. Um, so it's a great option, but – Look a little bit further than that. You know, there's so much water up there. All those little creeks are just teeming with small trout. Get yourself a little short three weight and, uh, you know, get up there with just a shit. All you need is a half a dozen dry flies. Yeah, like big stimulator patterns will work in a river a metre wide. It's it's amazing. And you'll be catching fish out of water you didn't even think you could catch fish out of if you haven't done much small stream fishing before yeah like even the tiniest little creeks on the side of the road will be filled with fish i reckon if you wanted like good clean simple fun that style of fishing three weight single dry yeah. fly you know shoot up there it's an easy day trip and it, yeah you just you're guaranteed to catch a lot of fish really at this time of year you can't go wrong up there definitely um, yeah so go and explore Look at those thin blue lines, the as they say. Blue, yeah, chase the thin blue lines. That's exactly right. <laughs> it should be a hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. And uh, the carp fishing's also been good. It has, yeah. you um, experienced a bit of that. Yeah, and I'm still not sure 
how I feel about talking about it. You know, okay. I'm still like, I, I grew up catching these things and slaughtering them unceremoniously. Um, and they, they're vermin. I still have... Yeah, they're terrible. I, I, I'm not in love with carp. I still believe the world would be a better place without them. Lucky Ross has stepped away for a minute because if we were saying this in front of him... It's a good, a good time to talk about, you know, a fish that the Poms love. Yeah. Um, but they... I hate them, but they are a great sport fish. Now, there's some waters around Victoria um, and where I went uh, a week ago on Friday um, with Ben from Aussie Native Flies. Ben, thanks so much for showing me the area. Cancurran Reservoir. We're going to be bleeping that out, I think. <laughs> no, we'll share all the carp secrets. It's the trout stuff we might be a little more <laughs> secretive <laughs> of. Um, but, yeah, Cancurran Reservoir, right near Tullaroop Reservoir up there. Uh, quite dirty, very dirty. In fact, um, which I thought might mean that the day wasn't going to be as as much fun as it was, because I really wanted to do some sight fishing for the carp up there. Um, anyway, it didn't seem to matter because this sort of dirty water, the fish they don't stop feeding. They're in there tailing like head down, just full on tailing, like just like so into feeding it's just crazy activity i reckon we saw maybe a thousand fish for the day like the place is just chockers full of carp it's wicked um backs coming out of the water even like the you know you'd be sort of wading along and you'd hear this it's right next to you (laughs) (laughs) slurping they're like slurping off the top of the water and i I don't know what the hell they're doing. I, I know there are fish that is capable of getting oxygen from atmospheric oxygen rather than just, you know, water oxygen. But it's weird behaviour. Um, so you'd be like, oh, shit, there's one over there. And you'd make your way over, over to it. And sure enough, there's a fish just bloody finning it near the surface. Yeah, You have um, to literally cast a fly into their mouths. Well, this is the thing, Roscoe. They were so hard. Yeah, Like, hate carp. I really enjoy I love them. visual fishing. <laughs> um, I was hooked all day. Like, you know, when Ben comes in next, he's going to be talking about how much I was carrying on like a pork chop. You know, as soon <laughs> as I'd seen a few, I was just, I was loving life. I was in the zone. It was just so visual, you know. But bloody hell, I couldn't catch them. You know, I tried everything. Like, it was just really, really difficult. In the end, I got one. Ben got one as well. Um, but they... they you know, most of the time won't move to eat the fly despite how good your presentation might be. Um, so carp, it's definitely love-hate. Um, I can't fault the day. To dedicate a day chasing carp on a fly rod is a good day out. Yeah, well, I did two days with Beachy, which was fantastic. Yeah. Down my local way. Um, we fished down in On Creek. Um, Beachy very generously uh, tied me up some beautiful flies. And I'm, I think he got three and I got one. Um, but yeah, it was literally casting the fly into the thing's mouth to get that eat. Um, I, you know, I know they do chase a fly down, or I've seen it. And you said that Ben's fish that he caught, they genuinely ate the fly. Um, but. They're not always looking for flies, so it, they are a very challenging species. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you walk away a better fly angler. Mm. Regardless of what you're going to chase next, you will be yeah. a better fisherman for having spent a day chasing carp on fly. 100% accurate casting, getting that fly as close to their mouths as possible. And if you want to get bonefish experience or any type of fishing experience, that's probably the next best thing, eh? Hey? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, can't, I, I do long for finding them in clear water. Having seen what I've seen... Well, it's clear there. at Downing Long Creek, pretty much. Is it? It was where we were fishing in this kind of, like... Uh, it's not a nice place to fish, but um, there's, like, salt water below, this kind of pocket or little pool in between the fresh that spills over the dam, and that's where they were. Um, that was clear enough to see the fish. Um, not clear, clear, crystal clear, but clear enough to see plenty of fish swimming around. And then the next day when I went back, they were actually had gone over the wall again into the salt water and I couldn't see them in there because it was in the Patterson River this time and it was too dirty. But um, every so often you see them just roll on the surface. Yeah. No no doubt there's some spots out there with clear water where you can Polaroid these things and I'm going to start having a bit of a hunt. There's one very close to here actually. That picture I just showed you that was like seven years ago with that carp on fly, that's crystal clear water. Oh, Mary Creek. Yeah, Mary Creek. (laughs) That's my secret. Oh. It's not a secret. No, it's not a secret, but it's a. That is a. It doesn't always good run clear. Fishery. In summer, it will always run clear. Like unless it rains, give it three or four days. At four days after rain, it'll be back to clear, and it's the access is unparalleled. You could walk for kilometres along the bike track that follows it. So, do you fly fish for carp too, mate? No, I bait fish for carp. Oh, what is wrong <laughs> with, with my you? corn? Jeez, go and get a job at Complete Angler, man. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just as well you're so good at pushing the buttons on that bloody machine in front of you there, mate. <laughs> no, 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 no. In all seriousness, the Merry Creek, um, there's a few other good creeks. Coonung Creek uh, as well. Patterson River, they're all good, good carp creek. Uh, Albert Park Lake's also very good for polaroiding them too, which is yeah. five minutes from the shop. There's lots of crazy fish in there. You don't know what you're going to catch. It's like fishing in the salt water. It's an aquarium. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. I think I'm going to struggle to do this at any point, but Lake Yildon for carp is very good too around the yeah, edges. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Clear that. water. Yeah. We need to take the redfisher there. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it's just it's hard to go up to that area and bypass all that great trout fishing. Well, let's go up there for multiple days and then dedicate a day to carp. <laughs> Anyone like wanting a job at the fly enough, fisher, yeah. <laughs> hit us up. We've got availability so that we can just go fishing. <laughs> uh, oh, any other exciting news? We've got a new rod. Sorry, guys. Oh, let's Peter, go sa- Peter's, sales. Peter's trying to set a cracking yeah. pace here because Chelsea's at home waiting for him. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea. We've no, kept you've him just late. been puff- puffing your chest out about how good of a carp fisherman you are, <laughs> and you, apparently you hate I got the ones. I got one as a trophy though. Can we, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> trophy it was, mirror. It was a trophy mirror fish. carp. It was beautiful. Well, can we make that the feature image for this episode? Okay, a right. carp. Can we do a split? Image. Can you we know, do my carp that I got as well? <laughs> every week, Andrew begs to be the feature image of podcasts, <laughs> even if they're not about him. Yeah, he's it's like, not all about me. It's all about us as a team. You know, it's the Flyfishers podcast after all, not Andrew Fuller's. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we? What's the run sheet? We missed sales. Did we do sales when I was away? We haven't no, done no, anything, mate. You missed yeah. nothing. Okay, yeah. can right, we? We can do start? sales. Yeah. All right. What is, what's on sale? Uh, Flyweight waders. There's hardly any left because we sent an email out, but we reduced them from a thousand bucks to six fifty. No, they've gone down to six hundred. Yeah, if you've got a maybe a largish waistline, I think they're extra extra <laughs> large. Andrew, full size waistline. 
<laughs> extra more, large. More on the Jim Allen side than Andrew Philisar's waistline. <laughs> uh, then definitely check him out online. You Three pairs of extra bargain. large left. And if you're extra large but a small foot, we've also got the G4 Pro boots. All right. One size, size eight, so down to 350. We're looking for a larger gentleman with a small foot. We are. And you can walk out with a pair of Sims flyweight waders and G4 Pro boots at an unbelievable price package deal. Less than a thousand bucks for both. That's actually crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find this guy. He's out there. That's the top of the line Sims gear. Someone's going to be incredibly lucky. Yeah. Um, But there's another big special happening in the moment too. Oh, Salt HDs at Mm. $12.99. $12.99. That is crazy. Yeah. So that's uh, about a saving of 23%. Why are we <laughs> far out? Why, why are they going on sale? Um, I wish I could tell you, Roscoe. Is it secret, secret, secret? Well, we've all been sworn to secrecy, yeah. but there's a certain brand out there. What well, begins with S, ends in age. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I didn't say the brand. Yeah, but uh, it's rumoured, it's just rumoured, not confirmed, that they might have a new saltwater fly rod on the horizon. Oh, exciting. So... We've got a, you know, the world's best fly rod display there, and we need to make some room on the table for this new model. That's, you know, maybe, maybe not coming. <laughs> Rumored to be yeah. arriving at some point. Um, so yeah, we're clearing out the Salt HD. Has been Sage's flagship saltwater fly rod for some years. One of the best fast fast action rods that you can buy for saltwater fly fishing. Um, I'd say that if you're casting larger flies and you're looking for a, a rod that's not just a good casting tool but also a really good fish fighting tool, which was the primary focus behind the Salt it HD. It is a fish fighting tool. It's a weapon. It will knock over a GT quicker than any other 12 weight if you're looking at one of them. Yeah, with the um, big handle on it. With the big handle. You know, I love I, – I would never buy a 12 weight without that extended foregrip. And you see people trying to fight big fish – on a 12 weight that have got the smaller grip and their hands are grabbing graphite. Yeah, oh, that is a painful <laughs> yeah. sight. You're just it, waiting it for is. it to go. Bang. It's just yeah. ridiculous. You know, keep your hands on the handle. The yeah, handle's definitely. there for hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you get a bit handy from time to time. <laughs> Only with you. Always on the rod, mate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, stick to the handle and uh, you'll land more fish. Um, but yeah, so bargains there galore in the Salt HD. You'd want to be quick though. I think we've only got about 10 rods in stock. So um, yeah, price to clear, get on board. Um, anything new exciting coming? Have we done sales? Have we, is that everything? What else is on sale? You oh, know what's new? Forbesy. Oh, guys, we have a, we have a, we have news. Yeah. We have a gaping hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deep within the chasm of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Forbes is gone, everyone. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gone. He, 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 he died. Might, yeah. He didn't actually <laughs> die. He's no, dead to us. He's dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, so Forbes, he, he was, you know, it was always going to be a, a one-year thing with him. He um, has gone back to university to finish to finish his med degree. So He's going to be Dr. Forbes Charles Wickham Lindemann. <laughs> That is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But he will be sorely missed. It's probably the only way you can make his name more great is by it's adding a little dr at yeah. the start. Um, so, Forbesy, we've loved having you, mate. Um, you'll always be a very special part of the Fly Fisher and be sorely missed. But you're not 
totally gone. He's still kind of there. He's employed, isn't he? Well, yeah. He's going to do He still gets a discount. So. Not for much longer. The moment he finishes that degree and starts practicing, his price is going beyond retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll get ten percent markup on retail. No, we'll right. get mates rates, and mates rates at the fly fish is a hundred percent more. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you have to pay to be friends with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because you appreciate our company and you're willing to pay for it. You're a good supporter. <laughs> um, but yeah, Forbes, he, he will be will be missed. He's still um, around to do private fly tying lessons, so uh, he's. Pretty much as poor as a church mouse at the moment. Um, so if you want to help him out. Want some private time. Also want a fly tying lesson with one of the, the one of the great teachers, actually. He really has a gift for teaching. He can teach. Yeah. yeah. Like I've learned so much off him. He's very incredibly patient. Would you say he's been a bit of an uncle to you? Bit of a... Cousin. cousin. Older cousin. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a bit older than you, isn't he? He is like seven years older than me. Or Sometimes you can't tell, though. Yeah, you wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, know that you're much older than me, Ross. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> We're very young at heart here. Yeah, <laughs> speak for yourself, <laughs> yeah. mate. You are Andrew's almost seventy or something. <laughs> yeah, but he's a man child, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> if we had to pick out anyone in the team that's just a bit of a kid, that's Roscoe. Oh, for sure. I never want to grow up. <laughs> I don't think you ever will, mate. Um, but yeah, baby on the way for you, so you'll be taking a bit of time off soon too, eh? I will, yeah. Um, I will, mate. Baby due on the 7th of Feb, so <laughs> pretty close now. It'll be my second. Um, yeah, uh, overwhelming. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, you've had a good run. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hopefully I kick them out, you know, early 16, 17, something like that, and I get my life back, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> Off to trade school, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, or finishing school, whatever it may whatever, be. Whatever, what it just they just got to work. They can pick up dog poo and uh, they can get some pocket money, and hopefully that gets some rent somewhere. Far <laughs> <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Uh, All right. Gear uh, of the week. Yeah. Where were we? Oh, that seems like we've gone. Seems um, like we've gone uh, very quick to gear of the week. Yeah. What have we missed? Uh. What do we normally talk about on uh, Behind the Camera? It's been so long. Max. <laughs> He's not oh, here. Oh, yeah. 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 He's uh, young at heart too. He is young at heart. Yeah. Oh. yeah he's taught you some things, hasn't he, Young at other Peter? places too, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know what his actual birth year is. Yeah. yeah. No, you yeah. It could that. be anything. Yeah. It could be 30 or it could be 40. Yeah. It could be 400. <laughs> it could one, be 400. Yeah. One, one thing for sure though, he's definitely not 60. No. No, he's not 60. Anyway, um, and yeah, so that's what's missing. Yeah, Max. Um, it's a Friday. He doesn't work. Maybe we can call him and put him on Bluetooth. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Little quick cameo from Max Caruso. <laughs> no. No, no. no, we're not doing that. No. Yeah, it's his day off, so we'll it let is, him enjoy yeah. it with Gina and. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We digress. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, so, we've done sales. Gear of the week. Oh, uh, yeah, gear. Of what's everyone's favorite? Pe- what's everyone's favorite piece of gear? At oh, the I thought I would have had enough time to actually lock one in. So, can I be last? Okay, you can be last. Thank you. You're like that kid, annoying kid in class. He's like, <laughs> no, I don't want to go first. I want to go last. <laughs> That's it. And I'm that annoying kid that like, yeah, pick me. Yeah, yeah, pick me. I want to get first. Pet. I know exactly. You were the teacher. What pet. item of gear I bought more recently than any. 
that and I what is love. That? It's an Orvis Helios Blackout five weight nine foot five. Oh, you picked mine. Grandchild, <laughs> 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 no, 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 we yeah. can share it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'll, I'll pick my own. Pick your own rod. Um. So yeah, I uh, was looking for a fast action five weight that I thought I might be able to cast a streamer with as well as have a little extra length for indicator nymphing. This is what I was thinking more specifically behind our trip. I was, you know, still early season. Uh, I thought if I'm going to be fishing upriver, as in not in the fjord, then I'll probably be most likely indicator nymphing. Um, So I ran a line through the Helios blackout and it seemed to be a rod that did everything a six weight would do but as well as everything a four weight would do. It just seemed to have this window of flexibility in one rod that I was looking for. Um, on my second cast, I caught a fish that would have been nudging four pound on the dry uh, of this rod on its christening. Um, I love it. It is a weapon. It has power. It has finesse. It just... Honestly, of all the rods that I've tried over the last 10 years, this is the one I'm most excited about. I remember asking you a question when I probably a couple of years ago when I first started, like I was frothing on gear and I'm like, oh, you know, what's your favourite rod? And you're like, oh, the one in my hand. And then you have not shut up about this rod when you got back because it's (laughs) obviously really changed your opinion on those type of thing. Look, you know, when you're in the trade, you eventually become a little bit immune to the marketing jargon that goes on and you realize that well really what is going to get the flight of the fish is your ability yeah we spend a lot of time casting yeah so you get pretty good you do um having said that a good fly rod definitely helps i have no doubt about absolutely and i think that um in with poorer fly rods where you might be thinking a little bit about what you need to do to get the fly where you need it to be with those more higher range rods that thinking seems to disappear you yep. don't, you're not thinking about your casting anymore. You're just enjoying the fishing more and having a better time. And you know, instinctively, it's like throwing a ball. You throw a ball, you don't aim. You just throw it and you know where it's going to go. And I think that's what a top-end rod does. That's what it does for me anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I agree, mate. Um, but, yeah, that, that rod, just unbelievable feel. Um, as I said, power. Just uh, and I've, I run the Scientific Angler Amplitude Infinity, um, which as a grain weight is about a five-and-a-half weight through the five weight, and it just loads perfectly. I don't want more weight than that. I don't want less weight than that. It is just the ideal line yep. through that rod. It's scary. Just <laughs> Well, they do kind of – they work with each other, don't they, to create these perfect – You'd presume so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that rod was always designed to be a fast-action five weight, um, and the Infinity Taper by Sign to be Angler was the line developed – four fast-action fly rods, and, of course, Orvis own scientific anglers. So you would expect there's they, a bit of communication going on They've probably tested that line on that rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One um, thing I noticed about the Helios is it's a rod that keeps giving power the more... It's very progressive. It. Yeah, it's progressive. It never gets to a point where it starts to collapse. Yeah, it starts to fold up and yeah. you know, it just keeps going. It's yeah. good. The blackout, that, blackout eight weights like that too, you can just keep giving it as much beans as you want and it just keeps on going. Yeah. I reckon Sage with the R8 maybe took a bit of lessons from that as well because that new R8 is quite progressive as well in that taper. A lot of power in reserve. Which new R8? Well, the, the R8 core. 
Oh, yeah. the, the, which is a new rod from Sage. Oh, right. I wonder if they're ever going to do something with R8 and Salt. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. Watch yeah. this space. It'd be good if they introduced that technology into a saltwater rod at some point. It yeah. would be amazing, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's hard to do, though. Maybe it won't happen. Yeah, maybe, maybe it will. Uh, yeah, maybe knows? it already has. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're curious, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you already know something. Uh, this has been a cracking episode, guys. Great, great chatting with you both. Yeah, yeah, it has been. All right, what's um, next on that? Oh, I haven't done my gear of the week. Yeah, go on. Have you done no, yours? I haven't done mine. Can either. you do yours first? My gear of the week is is looking around the store furiously, <laughs> furiously looking at something to talk about. No, the Sims GTS suitcase that you cool. roll. Yeah. What do you call that? Um, Sim- GTS roller. Yeah, GTS a, yeah. roller. Yeah, I yeah. uh, travelled to Queensland earlier this year and. It's the one thing that I'm taking to Tassie later this year that I, it's the only thing I'm going to put my fly fishing gear in. Big enough to carry your rod tubes, big enough to carry your waders, separate compartments. So if you need to pack your waders away wet, they can go in a separate compartment. Lots of little pockets to shove different things in. Yeah, you're able to separate your gear, aren't you? Yeah. Wet yeah, and dry. Right. Wet and dry. And also you can... The Sims make the little padded cubes, the packing cubes, which fit really nicely. They're designed to fit in there as well. Did you know all the GTS gear attaches to that as well? Like to, to the bag? To the yeah, bag. so the um, rod and reel vault, the reel vault, and then the little duffel, they oh, all attach to Those that. little straps, is that what they're for? That's what they're for, yeah. So you can attach the rod and reel vault to the front of the pack, and then when you've got it in the wheeling motion... And you've got the other thing up. You can put the little duffel bag that you carry on. That sits on the top. On the handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, those little packing cubes. I can just imagine you when oh, you get I'm to destination. So organised. And your, your little and jocks in Yeah, your, your wife fronts or <laughs> your white wife fronts all folded up neatly. That mummy packed for you. <laughs> <laughs> we unzip that and we pull those out of there. <laughs> exactly and right. she's even oh, yeah. labelled the Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, no, the, that Sims travel gear is fantastic. No one else competes with them. Yeah. In terms of luggage and storage and travel solutions, it's the obvious option. Yeah, I think that whole series of, of luggage, they've really taken it up a notch because it's light. Yeah. Yet you, you get it in your hands and you realise just how rigid and protective it is for everything inside. It's uh, yeah, it's just on another level, and as you'd expect. The, yeah. the rod vaults, and they also make the spay vault, which is a longer one, so you can put your uranium rods in, are so protective, and you can fit a couple of different rods in there. In tubes and then even more if you take them out of their tubes and put them in there. I would actually say I think the Orvis version of that style of bag is more better thought out. Yeah. Because you can hold more in it. It's the same size. Like it's got the same footprint, but they just seem to have thought about it a little bit more and you can actually customise where the reels go, where on the uh, Sims one you get it as it comes out the box. It's a bit more rigid in design, less customizable. Less customizable, where the Orvis one's customizable, so you can really dial it for your um, situation. And I'm sure with a bit of jerry rigging, you could make the Orvis one attached to the Sims pack as well. Yeah, definitely. But that Sims, the Sims suitcase, the GTS, yeah, the roller, actual roller that's is fantastic. Is, yeah. is amazing. Not everyone does everything well, and no. And also, some people don't prefer to have rolling suitcases. I know a lot of boat guys like to have big duffel bags because they pack better. Yeah, well, the GT 
No, the Dry Creek Duffel, the orange one that yeah. I've got. That's done a few trips, and you took that to New Zealand. That was a game changer for me because it was so wet. Yeah. Now, I can't believe that I contemplated just taking a roller bag because it would everything would have just got soaked. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same thing happened when we were in uh, Albany Island, right? There, there's mm. no airport at Horn Island, so the it was pissing down with rain, and the bags are on the carousel, but the carousel is not under cover, so everything was wet. But, yeah, all my gear was dry in that bag, which was great. Yeah, now, it's only to be said for having a waterproof bag in that kind of circumstance. Um, what I would say and point out is having all your gear in one check-in bag is just so much less of a hassle when you're travelling. Yeah. You grab one bag. You know, you, you've got your hand luggage bag that you take onto the plane with you that's just got a few necessities, yeah. electronics. You know, I put quite a lot of clothing into that hand luggage bag as well, just if I get to the other end and I'd, my no bag, bag doesn't yeah. turn up, at least I've got something that's going to get me through. Um, but, yeah, if you get all your fishing gear, all, you know, your, your fishing clothing, all that stuff in one container, geez, it makes travel easy. It does. But I would say as a negative to the Dry Creek Duffel, there's no wheels on it. So if you've got a, a long distance like I had from Perth, uh, domestic all the way to international, you've got to carry that somehow and, it, you know, 16, 17 to 20 kilos. That's a lot without the wheels. Walking yeah. to that Jetstar terminal at Melbourne Airport without wheels is the worst thing I've ever experienced. It's so bad, just get it? the bloody well, you've wheels. You've just got to man up and just <laughs> carry it. Yeah. yeah. I used to laugh at those people that, that go straight for the trolleys and, like, are willing to pay $5 for a trolley. When I've got your bag, that orange yeah, strike no. green double, I'm straight at the trolley. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not worth it, you know? Like, yeah, no you, point. You do get used to that... Uh, the luxury of those wheels and mm. yeah, it is nice but um you can't have everything's a compromise right and especially in fishing and fly fishing everything's a compromise um, yeah good one mate good yeah. product well your, done your gear of the right roscoe yeah i'm going to talk about the lampson uh reel it's uh not new it's the Lightspeed marine i took it to cocos your reel um yeah welcome thank you very much um <laughs> Yeah, flawless. Um, so one of the only reels really that's actually certificated to IPX8, uh, which I think it means it's like completely waterproof down to 30 metres. And, you know, when you talk to customers in the store, they're like, oh, well, I'm never going to be fishing 30 metres deep. Well, it doesn't really mean that. It means how tough it is and how waterproof it is. It's actually completely waterproof. Where a lot of reels, they say sealed, but it's sealed just like your trailer bearing um, or your boat trailer bearing. You, you can still get water in there. These reels, you can't get water in there. They're certificated. They've been pressure tested. Um, so you know that you you never need to take them apart and wash the one-way bearing or the drag system because it's going to be dry in there. That's the thing, water pressure. You know, yeah. the moment it's even 10 centimetres underwater, there's water pressure pushing water past those seals into the drag system. So to finally 100%. have a reel that can cope with pressure – is unreal. Yeah, especially if you're in somewhere Excuse really hot. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. And your reel is a black reel and it's gained some heat and you drop it in cold water, that metal's going to contract and it's actually going to try and suck that water inside. So um, having a reel that is actually waterproof is game changer. And another thing to point out, that Lightspeed Marine comes right down to a six-weight size, which is new. <laughs> oh, yeah. This Did you like buy one? <laughs> I didn't buy I haven't bought one yet. But just uh, you've, we've, I've, I've sold a couple. Oh, what's going on? Have, I haven't even seen one. There's, I think I sold them. Oh, yeah. No, there's one in there. There's one in the cabinet. Yeah, I think there's one in the cabinet. And that will double as a brim reel, a 
Bonefish reel if you're one of those guys that chases bones with six weights. No, you could definitely use that on an eight weight, that yeah, You reel. could definitely use it I on an eight I don't think you've even put it on the website yet. Yes, I have. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. So you can shop online can if you'd them. like one. Yeah. I'll double check that. <laughs> and it will also work as a trout reel too because anyone knows that have dropped their reel in the mud somewhere, it always ends up crunchy after a while. That red sand from Ballarat. Yeah, that's deadly. Yeah, I there. see a lot of trout pitches with, like, reels submerged. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I don't know how that's going to perform in a couple of years' time. Mm. Like, it'll it'll hold up like a sealed reel, proper, fully good quality sealed reel will hold up. But this is a reel, like we said, it's IPX8 proof. And it's in a six-weight model. It'll work fantastically, and it's a reel you have for 10 years. Yeah, so it's the kind years. of reel that's almost over-engineered for freshwater use. Definitely. And uh, if you want to use it in salt water, you can, and you should do it with confidence. Yeah, that's right. It's a reel you'll never have to worry about, basically, maintenance. And I think, you know, I've just got back from a, a tropical trip, and y- you don't have unlimited hands, and if you've got a net and a fish and something else, and you're in ankle-deep water, well, you just drop the rod. So to have that peace of mind that you can just drop the rod in ankle-deep water and not have to worry about the water going in there, you, you don't even think about it. It's pretty much inevitable, isn't it, that you're going to drop it in. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want gear that's going to last, that's the go. Yeah. So um, what was next on the list? Uh, fly of the week. <laughs> fly of the Hi, week. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> Help yourself to a drink. <laughs> um. Fly of the week, everyone. Uh, I didn't think about this. So that, you know, is kind of linked to the rod, the blackout, Helios. So, I mean, I've never bought a rod and then on the second cast caught a fish. So it's pretty special to me. But the fly is also special. And it was a, an ex-stimulator, Royal. Um, and, I, you know, it's probably been a fly of the week already, I would say. Oh, probably. It should have been if and, it hasn't. And we probably don't have any in stock now. No, we do. Or I just I sold a few. Up the fly yeah. trays. <laughs> <laughs> Our fly director has been failing. Minister of fly department. Dismally. <laughs> well, he hasn't f- been here to be. They fair. are a fantastic fly from Manic, um, and they work so well. And the rubber legs float on that surface, fill them really well. Sorry, I've just stolen your. Thunder. No, no. Tell us about. Well, my I, fly. it's basically <laughs> the only fly I use. For a dry fly, <laughs> it isn't. I've caught all my trout on that fly yeah. this oh, this season, not this year. I reckon if you went searching up the Taggarty River, you'd find about three <laughs> dozen of those flies at the least. No, those they're so good. I can't believe how good they are. You don't even need to use floating on them. Peter buys them at wholesale now, I actually so do. he actually doesn't care if he loses a few. Yeah, so if you want fantastic. to fill your fly box, you know, you can do it at. 211 Moray Street or the Taggarty. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not joking. <laughs> I find them sometimes. <laughs> uh, falling out of your pockets, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so it was a good fly in New Zealand? Yeah, it was a great fly. And in fact, I think I caught eight trout on it before it uh, got so ratty that... They're pretty... Apart from the rubber loads breaking down, Yeah, they're robust. That's the other thing I was doing. These trout were so dumb that I was fishing 2x tippet the whole time. Anchor How good's rope. that? Yeah, that's the best. Anchor so, rope. Size 12, Manic X Stimulator with 2X tippet. Incredible. Fun. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Put a lot of pressure on. Yeah. Um, did, Roscoe, did you do fly? No, I can do one though. I want to do the, the flies I tied you, those the ones that tan gotchas, but no rubber leg. Yeah. 
So a bit of bonefish diamond braid. We've got a few tan uh, gotchas here, but we have them with the legs. No big deal. Um, they just catch everything. Yeah. Everything will eat one of those. You're a bit of a big city bright lights kind of guy, though. That's a pretty drab traditional <laughs> fly for you to be selecting, I would have thought. Well, just whatever works. <laughs> yeah. That's what they wanted. That's what they no wanted. No rubber legs. Um, oh, look, well, I did fish flies with rubber legs and they would eat them, but um, I did end up pulling uh, fly, rubber legs off flies and they seem to seem to catch more fish. I don't know if it's mental or what. They, they'd eat anything almost if it was presented half right. But in, um, I'm going to fish it more in Port Phillip Bay. I've been doing a bit of Port Phillip Baying in quite heavily overdressed shrimp and prawn patterns. Uh, I've fished Chris Beach's Itchy Trigger a fair bit there too, um, but I'm going to try more smaller uh, drab, very basic flies and see if that gets the same result. Yeah, cool. Might be something in that. Yeah, well, I want to fish smaller hooks and I want to try and target different species, so we'll see how we go in shallower water. You are the Port Phillip Bay master. Well, I'm still figuring it out. We've had a lot of people say that you're the Port Phillip Bay master. Well, we have, and we're actually going to do a talk in here, aren't we? Well, I'm going to do a talk in here about fishing Port Phillip Bay. Yeah. For the Red Tag Club. Yeah, that'll be good to get them in here. Yeah, it good will cl- be. Good club, great people. You know. Yeah, if you're looking for a club to join Red Tags, probably one of the more active ones and the bigger ones too, definitely. Yeah, I think if you're in the local area, um, they're definitely good. Um, and obviously we're well supported with Calder as well. Yeah. Uh, and you did a talk with Northern not so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I did. We had yeah. them in store. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that seems to be a thing that's going to happen with more frequency. So if you're a member of a club and you do want to have a an in-store night, you know, with some pizza and beers and uh, have us present on whatever topic you wish, um, and, of course, we can provide some suggestions, yep. uh, we'd love to have you. be good fun. That's it. Even if you want to do a movie night or something here, we can do something as well. So whatever you want to do, let us know. Um, so, yeah, Red Tag Club will be in. But if you do want to know a bit more about fly fishing in salt water in Port Phillip Bay or Cocos or wherever it may be, do pop in and, and have a chat to you, Roscoe. Yeah. The expert. Well, you know, I try. I do what I can. To be fair, none of us are experts. No, that's We're it. We're all on the same journey you're on, listeners. Yeah. Learning every day. fly fishing. <laughs> I mean, people, you know, people come in here and, uh, you know, oh, I've been fly fishing, you know, a few years. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, would you like a casting lesson before you go on a trip? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still, I've been fly fishing for a long time and I still froth on casting lessons and getting techniques off people. And, and I think, you know, you should never stop that, um, you know, trying to learn new techniques. Yeah. Um, what's next? Is that it? No, what are we going to do? If Don't we want could... to know about my fly of the week. Oh, yeah, we forgot about Peter. Oh, well, it's because you kidnapped my fly of the week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tell us, mate. Um, this is a bit of an underrated fly. Is it a stump jumper? It is, <laughs> yes. A block of cheese? A block of cheese and some WD-40. No, it's an underrated fly. Not many people. It's a new fly to us. Croston's Dark Knight. So Howard Croston and I must be on the same page because I fished all these flies. <laughs> that um, is such an insult, though. <laughs> the world's greatest fly fisher at this current point in time. <laughs> and you're, you're just riding along his coattails, apparently. No, no, no. It is a fantastic fly, though. It's got red wire ribbing and a green hotspot, which is good for contrast. Everyone fishes pink hotspots and orange, orange hotspots and whatever colour of the rainbow, but it's, yeah, a good change fly, good contrast fly, and it's got those 
dark, blacky sort of graphite grey coloured beads, Mm. which seem to be really effective at the moment, and a CDC collar as well, so good movement and bulk in the water as well. Maybe clearer water. Yeah, yeah, good clear water fly, definitely. Um, yeah, Howard, if you're looking for any tips, just um, give Peter a call at the fly fisher. <laughs> when it comes to fly design, I'm sure he's got a bit to offer. <laughs> Jeez, I hope the listeners out there enjoy this one. <laughs> been scraping the bottom yeah, of the barrel. It's been fun. I yeah, think we should always do these oh, two beers deep because they're always yeah, better. They are. Yeah. Well, I've had fun. Mate, you've got to stop eating those TV snacks. What are they? <laughs> these galactic grape you're TV You're going to be snacks. fitting into those... Excel bloody flyweight that's, waiters. Yeah, that's no the aim of the game. I want to get myself a bargain, but 20 cents a box. So special thanks to our sponsors, uh, Arnott's TV Snacks. <laughs> Currently 20 cents at Coles in South Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen such value. That's it. <laughs> All right, let's finish off. If we could fish anywhere in the world, where would you fish? I'll go first. I'll just go back to Coca. Seriously, I had such a good time. Is that boring? Can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. It's, it's, it, look, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I'll just be straight back there tomorrow. Jeez. If I got paid a decent wage, I'd probably go there too. But Oh, it's bad luck. But you're young. <laughs> you know, one day. Yeah, the natural progression of yeah. Tassie. And then You'll be earning the big bucks just like Ross. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> T- turn him up a bit more, I reckon. And you might get a trip to Coca <laughs> Stealing Islands. <laughs> What about Tassie? You can do Tassie. I'm so excited for Tassie. Yeah. Um, That'll be so Tassie's awesome. Right. Actually, yeah. So um, is it my turn? Oh, okay. Go on. Um, So I spoke to Jim Allen last night down in Tassie um, and he'd just been fishing Great Lake for the day. Fishing wasn't great. Hadn't caught much. A couple of other guys down there, Tim Wallace, Clinton Lesko, Good blokes, young guys, keen, fish hard. Uh, they were out in the Western Lakes and apparently had a pretty good day walking around. Um, they Jim was, you know, pretty keen to get me off the phone because there were gin and tonics to be drunk and dinner <laughs> parties to be had. And I was, I was bloody jealous. I thought, shit, I'm really missing out on the fun down there this season. So. Um, it's more than just the fishing, down isn't as it? A representative it is. It's more than the fishing. Yeah, it's, it's the whole fishing community down there. Bloody Marys on the way to the boat. Yeah, all that. It's fun. Um, sure. So I feel like I'm missing that. I've got Cocos Keeling Islands to look forward to regardless at the end of the month. And so, yeah, I'm going to say uh, Tassie Highlands. My mm. Yeah, and having cool. fun with the boys. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We can, all right. I think that's everything. We can sign off then. I think we're done. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. happy I'm Friday. Happy to enjoy this one. <laughs> um, really sorry that it has been quite a while since our last behind the counter. Uh, it has been a busy time for us through Christmas. Um, really appreciate your support and hope there was something in your stocking from the fly fisher. Uh, and we look forward to catching up with you very soon. Yep. Thanks, guys. Bye.